Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty. And this week, I'm doing Maps New Orleans. I'm covering this episode with Cara Berry from Everybody's Business But Mine. Welcome to the show, Cara. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real treat. Oh, well, I'm so excited to talk to you. I mean, I... I'm rushing around to get myself organized. I have no idea what day of the week it is. Somebody told me it was the weekend. I've been in lockdown so long. Weekends mean nothing to me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely pointless. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I thought you guys were doing much better than we are in America, but girl, maybe we that's are. not true. We have like okay, one person has uh, that. It, it, we've just had one new case, I think, um, this wow. today. And... Melbourne is, I think, the, the highest, uh, the strongest lockdown in the world right now. Um, we're, wow. we're literally like in disaster, they call it like disaster stage or something. I don't know. I stopped listening to the news because it kept stressing me out. But um, <laughs> I think tomorrow we're supposed to find out what gets relaxed. I think what they're trying to do is just be really, really strict for now so that we can just basically go back to our normal lives when we're released but it's been like seven fucking months and I was okay for a long time and now I'm sort of banging my head against the wall um scratching like trying to get out but yeah it's like some fucking um what's that movie Shawshank Redemption shit in here (laughs) (laughs) I try to burrow out (laughs) yeah well can't relate to you know a government acting strict and caring about its citizens Mm -hmm. but that sounds nice it You're on like the other time. end of the spectrum. You've got too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. What area are you in in America? I live in New York. Okay. Yeah. So that's hardcore shit down yeah. there as well. Are you just kind of staying in your little bubble, not venturing into the real world too much? Yeah, no, I'm not doing a thing. I'm being very antisocial and it's really no problem for me. But much like you, like yesterday I had to walk in somewhere and I was like, I just don't want to wear a mask and not like in a Karen way. It was more like a, I just, you know, I just don't want to have to do this. And I know that we're going to have to continue doing this for a long, long time until somebody wants to act like an adult and put some tighter restrictions on. So, yeah. You know. I fucking hate these masks. I hate exercising in them. I've got pash yeah. rash all down my chin and like full oh on. Gosh. I'm in my 30s and I've got like full on acne right now from these yeah. masks. Am I, am I a 14 year old boy going through puberty? This is not okay. <laughs> uh, so world. I feel you. I know what a fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this zombie um, like apocalypse comedy. It was called zomboat it's like some british zombie thing it was really like it wasn't lame but it was just kind of like you know there's six episodes silliness and it was meant to be so out of left field in this dystopian kind of world but like all of the zombies were infected with a virus that caused them to act this way i'm like oh my god it's the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hitting too close to home there like, yeah how is a zombie movie too real right now this is not cute <laughs> all right oh, tell yeah. me a little bit about everyone's business but mine what shows do you cover on your pod so I do 
And this is, you know, because of the pandemic, three episodes a week. <laughs> yeah. Like that, a lot more free time. So um, Mondays I do, like, I'll talk about what's happening in the world of celebrities and pop culture. And then I will typically recap a Bravo show, a Housewife show, or Love After Lockup. On Wednesdays I recap Married at First Sight. And no, that's not right. On Wednesdays I recap 90 Day Fiance. And then on Fridays I recap Married at First Sight. Okay, cool. What um are you venturing into the the realm of Real Housewives of OC? I am doing one recap on Monday, and that's it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be a one and done situation. See, I think, and maybe it's because I'm down under here in Australia, and I have a safe distance from it all. But I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to OC. I think I'm the <laughs> only person in the world. Like I know it's problematic. But it always has been. And I I don't know. I just right. think I think because I have some sense of removal from it all, maybe it's more palatable for me. But yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to crazy ass Shannon again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shannon is a sight to behold, and I will not be good regret you of that. And you're <laughs> absolutely right. Most of these shows are incredibly problematic and the cast members are very problematic so it's like you know at what point do we put our foot down and say no and so I you know I don't judge anybody for watching it because I continue to watch you know I love Vanderpump Rules watching it saucy if, began, if there's so, another yeah. season who knows who knows who knows <laughs> I don't know I'm not going to be able to deal with all these pregnant bitches like it's, right. <laughs> I, I've been watching um Potomac this season I'm like there are too many babies get these babies off my screen I like my housewives drunk and menopausal <laughs> yeah all these pregnant bitches might be a great spinoff for Vanderpump Rules well honest. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I want credits Andy I want credits <laughs> But let's talk about some less bitchy people from Married at First Sight, New Orleans. We lost a couple in the last uh, two episodes, episode 13, Quarantine. We lost, look, I mean, it's not a huge loss, is it? Olivia and Brett, our Miss Sugar and Spice, who lost her shine the minute she laid eyes on Brett, the serial <laughs> data who definitely keeps bodies in his basement. Yeah. <sighs> like, how are you on spoilers? It hit us. Like, I mean, this show moves so slowly. Uh, just warning to anybody listening. Look, we're going to, we're, we're, if you're not ready for spoilers, maybe just skip the next couple minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's not that big of a surprise. I mean, nobody thought that they were going to make it to decision mm-hmm. day, right? So exactly. apparently Brett has a girlfriend and I just find that incredibly confusing. Like, wait, he started the show with a girlfriend? No, I think he found somebody after he broke up with Olivia. Right. Okay. So I, wouldn't you, like, I'm a nosy bitch and I would just be like, <laughs> I want to watch this whole, like, it's a gift to be able to watch this guy that you're interested in how he interacts with women and what he's like in a relationship. Like, how could you want to be his girlfriend without seeing the full scope of what's happening with That's him? such a good point. 
my look I have made many a mistake in dating so probably he spun some kind of you know story making making him look like the guy who was rejected from beautiful Olivia and you know the scorned man and she's gonna watch the show when it comes out and realize like if they're still together today after the show's been released uh you know, that's a whole different story. She got her own issues right there. Right. <laughs> right. Seek therapy for real. Uh-huh. And I'm so, like, I never get any spoilers on this cast because in Australia, the Australian Married at First Sight, everyone breaks contract. Like, they don't give a shit. They're so <laughs> angry about the show and their matches and how they were treated that they just go on Instagram and Twitter and let loose about all of their feelings you know everything that's going on before it's ever the show has ever come come out but everyone on the american version is so tight-lipped you cannot talk to them i've reached out to the production team to try and get interviews and they're like you can't interview anyone until the whole show is completely finished and it's just like no one has instagram it's all shut down I mean, yeah. they're so good. So I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I really try not to do spoilers because mm-hmm. I just, like, the fan of the show in me doesn't want to be, like, ruined. Um, but, yeah, I saw that on a, just, like, a very tiny website and they showed a picture of this chick and I'm like, God, like, girl, how could you? How could you? Why would you want to date this man? <laughs> So I'm I'm happy to be free of both of them, frankly. All right, no. I mean, Olivia, at, at the start, she was the kind of person that annoyed me, just too happy. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. where's your trauma? I want to see it. <laughs> and, oh, she found it very quickly. Oh, yeah. And, and now, she's, now she's at the point where she's right deep in it. And she is yeah. just lost. She's like lost all the color from her face. She doesn't smile. She's like, I can't be fucked putting on makeup anymore. And she's wearing like a t-shirt and just baggy shorts. I'm like, oh God, it's gone too far <laughs> the other way. I can see all of your trauma. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, the light, yeah, the lights have gone out mm-hmm. in that house of hers. And it's a real shame. Like I hate Brett and but I double hate Brett because now I don't really like Olivia because she's just such like a sad sack having to be having to deal with this man and it it's a shame it's a real shame and I probably like it's hitting a little too close to home like much like you I've made pretty much only mistakes in the men that I date Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I see myself just being a bitch because I'm continuing to try and make it work with this man who's a nightmare <laughs> what we what we hate in others is what we try and disregard it, in ourselves <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um guys i'm just gonna apologize quickly i just realized i didn't turn off my fan uh before i started recording and it's right next to me so sorry if that was um really annoying sound in the background but i've turned it off now i can't sleep without a fan i'm one of those people <laughs> But what did you think about this petty ass shit of Brett taking the goddamn spices, the salt? <sighs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> he is the worst. He's the literal worst. Like, he's so cheap and he's so stupid. And I just, yeah, it's just petty. It's so, so petty. And 
I shouldn't be surprised that he, like, last episode, she was like, you took everything except for your trash can and the coffee pot. And his response was, oh, yeah, I forgot the coffee pot. And it was just like, fuck off. Like, seriously. What a trash human. Oh, my God. And and he didn't even tell her he was leaving. He was basically, it sounded like he told her that he was going to take some time to think and go to his house for what she, I guess she assumed was a couple of days. And he took everything and he was never looking back. It's, it's Yeah, lot. it's very, it's really confusing because he gave like several different as to why he left. Like it was... First, it was like, oh, well, there's something, the cats are fighting, so I told you I was going to take my cat home. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you knew I was going to go home, and you knew it was going to be permanently, like, you knew I was going to be moving out. And then it was like, some other stupid reason, and it's just like, just tell, just say that you don't like her, because it's mm-hmm. very obvious that you don't. So, like, what's holding you back at this point? Because his response to her... You know, they talked to the experts and then they talked to each other afterwards and Olivia was still trying to make it work and was like, is there anything that we could work on? Do you see any light at the end of this tunnel? And he's just like, no, thank you. Like, no, that was I'm good. so passive aggressive. I hated that so Ugh. much. He's like, no, no, thank you. Like, you fucking <laughs> dickhead. Like, it, it, give her yeah. something. It was so rude. Yeah. Anyway, so good riddance. Cute. Yes, exactly. But they've been in lockdown on filming on their phone, supposedly, for six extra weeks. I mean, yeah. This yeah. blows my mind. I mean, I'm so lucky that I live alone. It's just me and the cat. <laughs> and yeah. that cat, like, he breaks my balls, but I love him to death. If I was living with a man or anyone, I would have flung them off my balcony ten times over right now, by now. <laughs> and I would laugh, and I would laugh, and I would laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I think I am yeah. going a bit fucking bonkers. But still, like <laughs> six weeks with a stranger? No, yeah. you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Oh, speaking of, I've been having these. I think uh, this is how alone I am in times of quarantine. I've been having dreams about all of my reality TV stars. <laughs> and I had a dream that I was on Married at First Sight, but I was being um, matched with this horrible guy from Australia called David, who incidentally hated his wife so much that he dunked her toothbrush in the toilet and didn't tell her for a week. So I'm being matched with this loser and – then the I wanted to leave and I was telling the producers and they're like, we'll pay you 30 grand. I'm like, nah, not worth it. I'm out of here. And honestly, in my waking life, I stand by that that statement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah wow that is truly disgusting well it's horrible like it yeah it's it ain't right that's all I'm gonna say yeah. it ain't <laughs> right but six weeks and you either hate them or you fall in love so I'm confused by your man Miles and Karen because yeah yeah nothing yeah. going on here Nothing at all. It seems like I, I'm confused too. It almost seems like the tables have turned a little bit in that it seems like 
it for the first several episodes, it seems like had the upper hand and really like was like I don't you know she's very standoffish and kind of Miles was that like her beck and call in mm-hmm. a way and was sort of like I'm gonna let you tell me what you want in this relationship and. Now it seems like he's getting tired of it. And I don't think that she's really aware of how checked out he is. <laughs> and yeah. that makes for good for TV, good TV for me. Well, I mean, it, exactly. She's been so cold and so reserved for so long. I mean, they've, mm-hmm. they've essentially been living together now or married for almost three months. And yeah. There's no affection. Like, I'm not even talking about sex, but even just her initiating, like, a cuddle or a kiss or a handhold. Like, there's none of that. And seeing Miles talk to Woody at the couple's retreat, like, you can see, like you say, Miles is just kind of checked out. He's a broken man. Like, Mm -hmm. it hurts to be rejected over and over and over again, especially if you're living with the person, you know? And... They're supposed yeah. to be your wife and Woody's face. I think it was the girls from Alter Call. They did like a screenshot version of all of Woody's faces as oh, Miles I was telling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they made it or they just shared it, but I saw it on their page. And um, yeah, it's like Woody's face as Miles is telling him they haven't had sex, they haven't done anything, and Woody's just like, Woo! <laughs> he's like, I would be out <laughs> of there. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like like, can you guys watch TV and, like, just put his, put your head on his shoulder? Like, yeah. there's nothing that, like, she's giving him. And it's hard to say, like, there's no easy way to see, to say, like, you guys should be doing more than this. But the truth is, like, any couple who's been married for three months would be having sex or would have had yeah. sex at some point. And, like, yeah, even if it's an experiment and this is, like, a uncharted territory like very weird situation to be in like you have to give the man something because Woody was right like he's a little more vulgar not vulgar really like I totally agree with him but like you do want to like at some point you're gonna want to figure out every aspect of your relationship and the physical aspect is very important so like I'm not marrying yeah. someone if I haven't seen their penis. Like, I'm just not. Are you kidding? Are you, you don't like, know what's down there. It could rip <laughs> me in two or it could be a micro penis. Like, I need to know what I'm working with. <laughs> exactly. It, you're completely, you're completely right. Like, I could never. I could literally never. It's, no. Like, I, no. it's just not part of my vocabulary. Just but, okay. no. Yeah. And, and he's, uh, he made me laugh. Miles made me laugh so much. He's like, I've lost 20 pounds because he's just running yeah. all the time. <laughs> That poor, poor man. I mean, trying to get out all this sexual frustration. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Like how they, especially with the extra six weeks, they've had so much more time, and like maybe it's been a little bit less because Karen does work in the medical field. But like, Mm. I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's tough. 
Changing tracks a little, what did you think of, you're right in the center, you're in New York and you're a person of color. What did you think of him sitting down and talking just honestly and frankly about his feelings? Because this is filmed during the pandemic and during the protests against police brutality and racism. It was extremely raw time. Both Karen and Miles mentioned that they didn't really want to be there, but I thought it was pretty cool that he just openly was like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And he's going to, I'm going to do my best, blah, blah, blah. What did you think of that? Um, that would have been like, I'm spreading my legs for you right now. Like that was (laughs) like strong and sexy and vulnerable and just like, so honest and such a like an incredible thing to say, like, Hey, I don't want you guys to think that I might be, standoffish or whatever like this is where I'm at mentally and emotionally I didn't want to be here but I'm not going to take it out on you guys so I'm just letting you know what's happening with me I thought it was an incredible moment probably one of the most poignant moments on the season I completely agree and I mean I've always liked Miles from the start but yeah to see a man be able to communicate in such a clear way without blame was like you say, legs open. I was like Bethany Frankel, say it right. all. Like it was just so yeah. beautiful, and you could see Karen was moved by that as well, which I think speaks to her previous. Like, like it, it kind of helps me understand a little bit more about her and kind of be forgiving a little bit because she. I just think she's a bit confused about what masculinity is because she's made those comments about depression and wanting a strong man and stuff. It's like, well, Miles is the epitome of a strong, strong man. It's just not what you, you've kind of pictured as this Brett character. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, she's really got to figure it out. And I really like try to give her grace and I try to be patient with her because you know, dating a guy for however long she dated him and then finding out that he had a baby Oof. behind your back is like, yikes, that's a yeah. big, that's a, big yikes. <laughs> that's a lot of, it's a big thing to overcome. But, yeah. it, you know, it's also like, well, maybe you should just work on yourself and not be in a relationship. Yeah, I just keep coming back to why did she do this show with her? Like, yeah. that's the biggest thing. She's just so obviously not ready. And maybe she didn't know that until she got like too far down the track and now she's like oh what am I doing here I can't get out right yeah yeah Yeah. she's just not ready and it's not really fair on Miles it's not it really is not and I just yeah yeah it's not fair to him and you know she's I feel like it wouldn't take a whole lot to get him to stay. She's just going to have to bend over, I think. Like, <laughs> I, think she, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, I think he could still be into it, but, like, he's got to be, like, everybody wants to be wanted. Yeah. You I just mean, have I to show him that be, you want him. Exactly. He would be happy with her initiating a kiss. You know, like he doesn't need much. He just needs confirmation that she likes him. Yeah. Like what he said, like, I would at least like if we're not having sex, at least tell me if we're like going down that path Mm, and I'm doing the right things. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 
Now, I am one of uh, the only people, I think, um, that watch this series that really cannot stand Bennett and Amelia. I say this every week. I'm like, I'm so happy for them that they're in love, but everything they do irks me and rubs me the wrong way. I find them just so performative. Like, this fucking bullshit of her pretending to fall asleep with a book on her face. Like, oh, hello, you have a production schedule. You knew that they were going to be in your room. You heard them set up. Nobody's sleeping through that shit. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, because it seems like Amelia has no problem, like, not a care in the world, and she has no problem sleeping whatsoever at any given moment. That's so true. <laughs> but, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. They are, at times, like, just a little too, like, ugh, sugary um, sweet for me. Yeah. Look, I mean, I don't know. I, I was going to say, look, I like them. I don't. They just irritate me. <laughs> Well, but they I seem in, happy, and that's nice. Yeah. Nice for them. I I lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, at the like height of the hipster, you know, boom. So yeah. I'm used to people like them. I'm I'm assimilated to their culture, so maybe it hurts <laughs> me a little bit less. But <laughs> but yeah, I have I do have people who say like, oh, I cannot stand them. I can't. Well, at least I know I'm not entirely alone. There are people like me out there. Come hit me up. (laughs) Although this week I posted a photo on um, the Facebook page for Reality TV and Me. Everybody, come on over. It's a new page. It's lots of fun. Very interactive. Anyway, so I posted a photo of a screenshot of Bennett um, eating his dinner with a whisk, like sucking it out of the whisk. And... (sighs) For the first, yeah. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, you have to see this shit, finally. Yeah. <laughs> and a few people were like, yeah, look, I like him, but that was too much. So I it's, felt validated then. Yeah, that was a bridge too far for me. <laughs> I like, it, it was like, can you even find like a, a ladle? A ladle would have made ladle. more sense anything than like a cage that you just have to stick your tongue in and hope that like a morsel of food comes out. <laughs> looking at the photo and it was like I don't know what they were eating but it just like ch- like chunks of cat food it looked like what I yeah. my cat. Like he was sucking these little chunks of meat through a through a, like a cage like you say yeah and I was like boy come on I, I didn't I missed this I must have been writing my notes but a few other people in the Facebook group said and then Amelia sticking her hand in a salad bowl and it was just a whole yeah. thing I mean in the times of COVID, don't be sticking your hands in a group food bowl. That's why I, I agree. She really um, challenges what I think of of you know uh, doctors and their <laughs> level of cleanliness. Like I just look at her and I think, ooh, would I really want to be in the operation room with her at the helm? I don't know. I don't know. I love how you said that. She really challenges me in that regard. <laughs> you, you remind me of how Amani says everything. Like she's just so well measured and soft spoken, but then she just, like brings the shade. <laughs> she's my favorite human. I love I her. I love her. I want to be friends with her and Woody so bad. I know some people think Woody's a bit problematic. I don't know. I enjoy him. He's. Oh, I- yeah, I just I think, think they're, they're great. Fun. They're a great couple. They're fun. They're kind of the 
makeshift uh, Pastor Cal and Viviana just kind of stepping in because they fucked off. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) it's such a strange season. It really is just a whole, a whole new world, but I'm enjoying it overall. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're getting some sort of bonus check for all the extra work (laughs) they're doing. I mean, I hope so too, but you know, these shows have a very low budget. Right. <laughs> I no, I do love these two. And it, it was nice kind of flashing back to see uh, all the hard work that they have put in, the difficult conversations that they have had, the deep, to use Amani's word, conversations. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, like, you know, they have talked about some big stuff, and I think we forget that because they are so in love and attracted to each other and having so much fun falling in love. But they have talked about his his rage, you know, them both having had counselling, what they think about hitting children, <laughs> their children, hypothetically one day, and whether or not that's something they believe in. Um, yeah. you know, his ex and her abortion, secret abortion, like that's some heavy shit. And they've just learned how to communicate with each other really well. Yeah, I think they are, like, truly, like, a landmark. Like, I can't recall a couple that has been so, like, vulnerable and willing to have these conversations. And the way they communicate with each other is so healthy. And, like, you know, if Imani doesn't like something, if he goes a little too far, she approaches him in a way that's not, like, dramatic. She's not, like, yelling and screaming and crying. She's, like, offering a different perspective. And he's like, oh, okay, that's something that I see where you're coming from. I understand it. And I have now changed my opinion on that. And it's, like, a lovely thing to see. Yeah. Like, the, like, for example, when they were talking in the kitchen about, um, their, their word, whooping children, like, she's like, what do you think about that? And he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to, that's what they need. And she's like, well, would you do that to your students? He's like, yeah, no, no, of course not. She's like, well, it's the same thing. It's like, "Hmm." you can see like the cogs ticking over in his head. (laughs) Right. Whereas I would be like, and this is why I've been single five years. I would be like, what? What's wrong with you? (laughs) And then it's a whole thing. And then they get on the defensive, you know, so She's just so well measured and I want to be her when I grow up. (laughs) She's lovely. And I honestly like going into it. I thought she would have been more like Karen because she really presented Mm. herself as like, I'm really, I take things very slow. I'm really kind of like, uh, you know, just like, I'm a little bit scared about this whole thing. And I, but like, she's just embraced this whole experiment like wholeheartedly and she's really well. And I just, yeah, I adore her and I would like to have brunch with her. (laughs) <laughs> oh god we've got to head to the couple of the hour christina and henry yes yes or <laughs> like i say anything i just want to know your your overall thoughts on this couple oh so okay so i mean it was very clear from the beginning that christina was a bit of a princess, a bit of a nightmare, but I was giving her a lot of credit because Henry was really standoffish and really quiet and really difficult to pull any sort of information out of. And so she got like, for me, a pretty good edit, but then 
like seeing how she was treating production Mm -hmm. and seeing how Henry acts around people that he actually enjoys being around. (laughs) Yeah. um, He's a totally uh, different person when he's, you know, with Woody, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like, I am kind of attracted to him now when they were having that wine (laughs) and he was talking because his beard was coming in a little bit. And that's like a, that's a, you know, a thing that makes me horny a little bit. And so I was like, wow, is he like cute kind of? I, I, you know, (laughs) Christina's hilarious to me like I would never want to be in a room with her but it is funny to watch her and to watch people's reactions to her mm-hmm. and now that like Henry clearly is done with her and it's just like openly laughing at her that's very funny to me I so know. I'm enjoying them he is bringing the shade this week, you know, when they were playing that stranger spouse game and, and he said something, they were doing like the fold or crumple question, I think it was, it doesn't matter what it was. Yeah. And they they kept getting all the answers right. And he's like, well, that's uh, one more, one more, um, what did he say? One more match than our relationship had or like one more point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like one more than I thought we'd get. I'm like, Jeez, Henry <laughs> with the one liners, he was bringing the shade. And you're right. He just didn't give a fuck anymore. And it is, look, I wouldn't go so far as to say I was attracted to him, but I can see what is attractive about him when he's relaxed. And she just puts him on edge so much that he completely shuts down. So, yeah, he's kind of a cool guy when he's being himself. Yeah, I like that he was fully just like, I didn't want to be here, but my other option was to be stuck in this apartment with her. So why don't I just hang out with everybody else and have a good time? I'm going to enjoy that. (laughs) Oh my God. Like, honestly, I would, I, these two people, they're just, they're a lot for me to take in the both of them. Henry, like, I, I really don't like, and I've said this on the podcast before, I hate when I have to make all the effort in a relationship or a friendship or even just a social situation with somebody, you know, when you really have totally. to draw blood from a stone. So I feel her fatigue in that. But yeah. she's a basket case as well. Like, I mean, even if even at the, the dinner and the social occasions with the couples during the retreat, she's like laughing one minute, she's crying and rocking back in a yeah. corner the next. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, crying I- about... Crying about how Olivia should be there eating fish with them. And everybody's like, uh, what? What's happening? (laughs) Everyone's reactions, like, to this insanity. I mean, to me, I was like, girl has either got really bad PMS or this is going to be something to do with her ADHD medication because (laughs) this was such a strange moment. (laughs) She was trying so hard. And I love that Henry was like, She's just going to act like nothing happened and like she has done nothing wrong. And she's really trying to act like she's someone she clearly isn't. And everybody sees right through her. And it's so, so funny. (laughs) I know. And for that reason, I really am with you. I enjoy watching her and even just watching her admit so cavalier, cavalier, in such a cavalier way, there we go, that she used to be this huge flamboyant liar. And then (laughs) she turns around and she accuses her husband of being gay because he's just not that into you. I mean, (laughs) 
Right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, how can you say, like, I don't think he's gay, but I just think it's really awful that he would act like I'm some kind of shitty liar. And it's like, well, because uh, just what you said, like, what do you mean? <laughs> There's your answer, lady. <laughs> Oh my god, it's just it is she's she actually is gold. But this is this is what makes reality TV, you know, these yeah. These yeah. essentially people like mentally ill people that we put into a pressure cooker and film. And that is the that is the epitome of housewives. <laughs> it, right. I I always say that like a great reality show cast member is somebody who is like hyper aware but also completely unaware. Mm. And it's just like she clearly is very narcissistic, but she has no idea how it comes off to everybody else and it's gold. It's gold for me. It is gold. And Woody and Amani try to, you know, kind of call them out uh, individually and say Mm. things like you can't live on hope because they're both for some reason. And maybe it's just the show. Maybe it's the pressure of quarantine. Who knows what is driving these two to stay like pull a Brett Henry and just get the fuck out of there. Take your salt and go. (laughs) What do you, what do you so over them? And it's so funny to watch. Like, I don't know how you stay in this relationship. Like he's sick of it and he wants, up with them exactly he's like what the fuck are they holding on to like it's dead it was dead on arrival yeah oh look i don't know i'm just trying to see if i've missed any major points with these two that i wanted to mention i mean the letters again she's crying and she's She's talking about like nine times out of ten. If it doesn't feel right, it isn't right. And I've just got in caps. Why is she still here? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even Henry was like rolling his eyes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why did you write that? Like, <laughs> why did you write that? Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> give a shit. He didn't go deep with his his letter at all. Oh, speaking no. of letters, we need to talk about this fucking Pokemon card business between yeah. Bennett and Amelia. <laughs> yes. That was yes. so funny how the editors did that, like putting this romantic music behind it and then just been, right. <laughs> he's talking about his Chaza Pokemon card. Like, <laughs> boy! That was hilarious. And seeing all the season of how, like, it's usually Bennett who's more emotionally vulnerable and Amelia who's like got her heads in the clouds and to see her like be like, are you serious? Like that's what you wrote about? Like <laughs> it was so funny to me. She was so annoyed. It's like, yeah, it really, it was just a beautiful moment because all we see of them is to them just being on the same page. So in love, like, Bennett humping the floor trying to do the worm and Amelia being instead of being oh like get God. up you fucking idiot she's like oh my god well done you're trying gold star <laughs> like can you, you imagine think- if that was Woody and Amani she would just be like what are you doing get off the floor <laughs> <laughs> Woody would have never done that and Amani would have been like off. Yeah, right, exactly. Did you think that Bennett had underwear on? Because that's all I could think about as he was, like, 
furiously flopping his his body on that floor. <laughs> furiously flopping his body. You know, I didn't think of that. He did mention he was worried about the dress. Oh, that makes me upset to think of his tackle just flying around under there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very it's all very upsetting. Look, that's why we need to lean on Amani and Woody so heavily because all the other couples are just it's it's a struggle. We are in struggle town right now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all Bennett's dress. It's it's just a big disaster. <laughs> we are all just flailing around <laughs> under, under that under that sleep dress. Oh, the dear life, but trying not oh. to fall out. Right. Oh my, oh my god. god. Any final thoughts on the couples? Um gosh, do I have any final thoughts? Uh no, I feel like they Amani and Woody are just like smooth sailing as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. And that's comforting. I'm wondering if Henry and Christina are really gonna make it to decision day. I mean, there's only a couple weeks left, so I imagine so. Um, yeah. I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is Christina's eventual, um, like, you know how they, they kind of mix it up on who gets to say whether they want to stay in the relationship or not. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that Henry, oh, I don't know. What do you think is going to breed a better result? Is it Christina saying yes and Henry saying no and then her freaking out or Henry saying no, yes. And then her freaking out. No, I think Henry will say no. I hope yeah. Henry says no and she says yes. Yeah. I'm hoping that she goes first and thinks that he is going to say yes. How and then he doesn't. Like how, like you've got to be <laughs> real, really have your head in the sand to think that he would want to be with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's what's going to make her explosion all the better for me. See, I'm right. evil. This no, is what I'm waiting it, for. It, you're in the right place. You are in the right, <laughs> you're home. <laughs> oh, my God. Next week, we we get to see the couples talk to their friends about decision day. So we have another um, visit from Olivia, and she's still considering giving Brett a second fucking chance. Like, girl, run. Run for the run. hills and don't look back. Yeah, what are they doing? What is she doing? And it almost seemed like Brett was kind of flirting with the idea too. He's like, "Well, what could I? Am I? What are my other options? Like, be alone forever?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, and that's what you deserve, you monster." So, <laughs> I, yeah, I. It's gonna be interesting, and I'm gonna really be interested in seeing them on decision day and seeing how Brett like handles, like how he addresses it, because. Yeah. Because they had to stay so long, they must have seen some of the episodes when they were filming the decision day. So mm. I- I'm curious to see how he handles all of this. Yeah, not well is my is my predict- prediction. <laughs> <laughs> and the other interesting thing we see about next week is Amelia admitting she didn't think she was actually really ready to get married, but thought it would be fun to go on a reality show, which like obviously that's all of them. You know, that's a huge part yeah. of just even being part of the process. But I didn't think she would actually say it. So that's that's a lot. Yeah, it was pretty 
brazen how she yeah. put it. It was just like, I kind of, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like, I really didn't care who I was matched with. I just wanted to be famous, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it, okay. Okay. I'm really interested to see if like that really hurts Bennett's feelings or not. Yeah. I mean, you can see his face and be like, what? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. again, I'm pretty sure, sh- like, he is a thespian, you know, of all things. Of course he wanted part of that to be, you know, be, be being seen. And the fact he's so content about eating, sucking food through a whisk on national television, you know, <laughs> right. uh, he wanted to he wanted to make a name for himself, you know, feeding, asking for birdseed for his toy freaking duck. Uh, yeah. Duck, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that animal? Duck. Like, that kind of shit. You want to make an, a, a scene, but he was never going to say it out loud. <laughs> no. Yeah, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm most interested in that from what we saw in the preview. Mm, me too. Oh, Cara, thank you so much for talking to me and dissecting these weirdos. It's been so much fun. Tell the listeners where we can find you, where we can connect with you on the socials, where we can hear the pod. Yeah, um, the name of my podcast is called Everyone's Business But Mine, and you can find it anywhere you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all of the things. And you can follow me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. Amazing. I love your uh, cover art, by the way. The font looks so Thank cool. You. Yeah, it's Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was designed so, by Elizabeth Brozak. So if you guys want to check her out, she's great. Does I'm going to write that down, actually, because I'm looking for a new font artist currently. Yeah. And on my end, I have a little announcement, everybody. So I have been working with Taste of Reality which is a podcast network that some of you know, Erin Martin and Mary Payne from Pink Shade are on. Aliza Rosen's podcast is on there. few others. And I am launching with them as of Sunday while this podcast is out. I'm already launched. So it's very exciting. You'll be able to catch all the new episodes at tasteofreality.com. And uh, anything else that I have new coming up will be there as well. Also, still on the same old socials, at Reality TV and me on Instagram and Facebook. Come join the Facebook group as well, at Reality TV and me slash Facebook group. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Just go on Facebook, search the name of the show and put it, click group and it'll come up. (laughs) And please like and subscribe, give five stars to the podcast. All of that stuff helps boost us up the ladder a little bit so other people can find our hard, hard work in these times. I can't believe you're putting out three episodes a week. That's hardcore. It it is. I'm unwell. I'm fully admitting (laughs) that. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And I'll talk to you again. All right. Bye. Bye.